You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you to level up your love life. And I'm your host, relationship coach and author, Zara J. Don't forget to join us in our women's only Facebook group, Captivating Courtship Code, where you're able to continue the discussion, post questions for peer support, and also get free content and resources. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. And thanks for listening. This is RJ here, your relationship coach and host of the Courtship Code podcast. And I am here to tell you that doors to the Captivating Courtship Code group coaching program are now open. This is the coaching program for you. If you are ready and determined to go from anxious and uncertain in your love life and learn how to navigate courtship with confidence so that you can attract a committed relationship using my proven six-step process. Now, this is going to be perfect for you if you are a busy professional woman who doesn't have any more time to waste and you are ready to stop trying to figure out things on your own. Or if you are a divorced woman who is ready to break past her past, and this will also be a good program for you if you are a woman who is over the age of 30 and you are ready to discover and attract first-time love. If any of this relates to you, then it's time for you to book a captivating session so that you can see if this program is going to be the perfect fit and opportunity for you. Doors close to the program April 1st. Just go to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply and complete the application, book your call, and then take the red flag assessment. This is a bonus assessment that we send to everyone to make sure that you are clear on your red flags and where you need help right now. Doors to the program close April 1st. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life right now. Go to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the Courtship Code podcast. My name is Zara and I am very thrilled to be with you for today's episode because we're going to be talking about how girl bosses go from failed lovers to dream relationships. And I'm going to be talking to you all about some of my favorite girl bosses and helping you to understand what exactly they did. I have studied not only the relationship industry, but I also pay very close attention to the celebrity industry. And um, there are certain women that I think that a lot of other women who are high achievers, who are go-getters, who are uh, women who know how to make life happen, can really learn from the examples that I'm going to share with you today. And when I break down the four major things that they did, I want you to list them as well and put them on a wall and remind yourself of what you can do so you can forgive your past so that you can stop using your past mistakes or failed relationships or your divorces or anything else like that as a reason to avoid improving the state and the quality of your love life. And also so you can stop allowing that to just have like this negative, negative impact on who you are and what you're worthy and deserving of. So if you um, aren't familiar, if you don't know already, we are in a captivating month. We are wrapping up the first week of a captivating month, which is our flexible enrollment period where we open up doors to the program for women who are ready to join. And we offer flexible payment options to make it easy for you to commit to your own personal growth when it comes to your love life and to really focus on transformation 
over the next 12 months so that you can attract better quality partners and relationships so that you can learn how to show up in your high value feminine energy and so that you can actually feel empowered when it comes to relationships. So I, I absolutely love every single woman that I work with in my program. I value them so much and I feel so connected to each and every one of them. And I want you to have a tribe in a community of women who will also uphold and uplift you as well, where you can be seen and heard and connect with women who understand your journey so you don't feel isolated on your journey to love. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about these girl bosses and what they did and who they are and four major key milestones that you need to make in order to go from your failed lovers to dream relationships. So the three examples that I'm going to share with you today, because they're they're pretty popular and you'll probably know who they are as soon as I mention them. Um, the first one is Serena Williams. The next is Sierra. And um, the last one is Megan Good. And I want to talk about what all three of these women have in common and what they did. If you study any interviews that they have ever done regarding their relationships or their growth or their transformation, if you've read any of their books or blogs or anything, then you would have picked up these four key things that all of these women did. All of these women currently at the time of this recording, <laughs> anything is bound to change. But at the time of this recording, they are married to men and they that seems to really value who they are and what they do and give them the space and the freedom to be themselves. And they uh, really show up as women who are energized, who are in their power, and they didn't let their careers or their love life or their accomplishments diminish their ability to attract love in relationships and create the family life that they desire. So what I noticed in studying these three women, and I've been studying them for some years, especially Sierra, um, and, and I studied Sierra, not just is she, I think her relationship is one of the most popular relationships out of these three, but because I was a very big Sierra fan, especially when I graduated from high school, Sierra had just came out with the song Goodies. And when I went to college, I was like in Sierra mode. I'm tall, brown skin. You know, I love to dance. Like I was just like thought Sierra was everything. She was singing oh and popping and dropping on top of cars. Like, I just thought Sierra was absolutely amazing. Um, and I just love her energy. I think she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, sweetheart, good energy, but she was making a lot of mistakes when it came to her love life. And she turned it around, right? After um, having a child, after becoming a single mom. And I think that her story is a redemption story for so many women. And that's why so many women uh, just like praise her and celebrate her in the Twitterverse or, you know, anywhere on social media or online because of the fact that we have watched her transformation and she didn't hold herself back. However, if you watch some of her interviews where she talks about her relationship or she talked about what she did, she focuses so much on the phases that she went through while being pregnant and after having her son that she feels is what really opened her up for the relationship that she has. So Sierra is just like one of those examples. And I'm going to like kind of talk about how I see her pertaining to these milestones. The other one is Megan Good. If you're not familiar with Megan Good, she's an actress. She was a kid actress and grew up to be an adult actress. But Megan, I read her book um, about the weight that she wrote with her husband. And they talked about, well, Megan talked about how she had been in a cycle of 
failed relationships, toxic relationships, and also using sex or sexuality as a way to try to get or keep her men. And she talked about how when she started dating her husband, it was an experience that she never had before. And he was in a different place than she was when it came to love and relationships. So I'm going to talk a little bit about her journey and her story as well pertaining to these four milestones. And then Serena Williams. Now I'm going to be honest, I haven't studied Serena as deeply as I have learned about the other two. One, because I read Megan's book and two, because I'm a big fan of Sierra. Although I'm a big fan of Serena as well, I think she's absolutely amazing. The biggest athlete of all times or of the world right now, right? But, um, But Serena... What I really value about Serena, there's a few things that I value about Serena's journey. One, Serena has dated a lot of high profile men. And I wanted to point that out because as I pointed out in the last episode about um, toxic men loving high achieving women, that Serena was a or is a very high achieving woman. She's a girl boss. Um, She's a woman that I mean, like so many men would flock to, but she was still attracting a lot of other high profile quote unquote high quality men if you for those who equate quality with income which I do not when I'm referring to a man that's of quality but just for this purpose that's what a lot of people will refer to a man's income or popularity as quality so she was attracting these types of some men dating these types of men because that's what was naturally inside her world but when you look at the drakes and the commons and how they show up in all their relationships across the board independent of serena you can see where some of her past exes they were toxic they were not men who were ready to commit they were not the types of men man that she should have been with on top of that I wanted to focus on Serena because even though I think Serena is beautiful, I like Serena's personality. I think she's a great woman in this world and in this society. She is not what's considered traditionally pretty. And I'm not not trying to offend anyone when I say that I'm pointing this out for confirmation that despite or in spite of the fact that so many others may view her as not being the traditional pretty, right? She's not Sierra. She's not Megan Good. She's not, you know, any other model or superstar. She's an athlete, right? She's an athlete. She's a dark-skinned woman. She's a thicker-built woman. And these are things that are important to point out and get real about because when you have those features, oftentimes the world will tell you that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not deserving, and that a man of a certain caliber or a certain quality will not want you. So I have to point that out because it's a harsh truth. And I have worked with so many women who are affected by their weight and they believe that their weight is their limitation. They believe that their skin color, whether that means that they are dark skin and they have a lot of colorism um, beliefs around being dark skin, or if they are brown skin, But that may not be what's as acceptable in their community, meaning maybe you come from some type of ethnic or immigrant background where in your community, it's not accepted to even be brown, right? So I know that these things are very, very, very real issues that I've worked with so many women through, so many women through that they hold so much shame and guilt around when it comes to their love life and relationships and how they show up with men and what they feel they're deserving of. So I had to pull Serena as an example because in spite of what the world may have to say about her looks or her physicality or what she's worthy and deserving of because she's not traditionally pretty according to more Eurocentric features, she still attracted a 
quality relationship, a man who values her, a man who wanted to commit to her, and that didn't slow or stop her from having the love life that she desired. So had to pull in Serena. But when we talk about um, these three women and these girl bosses, how they went from their failed lovers to their dream relationships, the first thing that I have to point out, which is what I want you to first work on, is accountability. And I'm going to give you keywords and then go into those keywords. But the first thing is accountability. All of them, when they talk about their past experiences, the men that they dated, um, they talk about the choices that they made, the mindset that they had, the actions that they took. They all said that they had to get to a place of taking accountability and coming to terms with their past, which means forgiveness, which means realization, which means actually focusing on the fact that you have made some choices, but you can also make different choices. So they got really clear, really, really clear on their accountability. I've heard stories about Sierra talking about she got tired of crying in the shower. You know, Megan just came to terms that she was tired of feeling like, you know, sex was driving her relationships. And, and, And Serena, you know, taking accountability for the men that she's chosen that weren't really serious or ready to commit. So they stepped up and started taking accountability. Okay, so that was the first thing. And that's the first step that you need to take to go from failed lovers to dream relationships. The second thing that these women did was they focused on getting in alignment with themselves. All of them talk about how they went through a period of focusing on transformation, where there's they went through spiritual alignment, they went through mental growth alignment, they went through a space or a time period of getting back to who they needed to be and getting really clear and confident and aligned within themselves. That is a major, major key getting back into your power, getting back into alignment with yourself so that you know who and what to focus on. This is a major, major thing. And this is something that I really focus on in the Captivating Courtship Group Coaching Program. And that's why it's so centered around alignment and being in your value and knowing what that means and knowing how to embody that so that you're taking on the mindsets and the actions that's going to allow you to be aligned so that you're showing up as a captivating queen. And all of these women talked about how after those past lovers, after those failed relationships, they started focusing on alignment. The third part And the third thing that you need to do to go from failed lovers to dream relationships is to get intentional. Get super, super intentional. And let me just say this. Sometimes being intentional is hard. Sometimes being intentional hurts. Because being intentional may mean cutting off situations, stepping into situations, making decisions that are difficult. But sometimes that's exactly what you need to do in order to step into intention. And captivating queens are intentional. Wounded princesses aren't. They are unclear. They're making decisions based upon emotions. They're fearful of abandonment. They're fearful of missing out. They are fearful of the future. Captivating queens are intentional. So all of these women started getting intentional about what they wanted and how they were going to make it happen. They were very intentional about no longer settling. They were very intentional about taking the actions and adopting the mindsets that was going to set them up to attract better relationships and the type of marriage and lovers that they want. 
So the third thing that I want you to do is to start being intentional about your love life. What is it that you need to do? What is it that you need to know? Where is it that you need to be? And who is it that you need to have in your corner in order to set you up for love success? Okay, this is this is the third step that you need to take. The fourth step and the fourth thing that these queens did was they became open to receive. And this, I have to really like pull up. Let's have a conversation about this. Most women that I encounter, most women that I work with in coaching have major receiving blocks when it comes to love. When we start working with each other, they're very confident women, intelligent women, go-getters, high achievers, accomplish all these wonderful things, very independent and all these wonderful things. But they have low value, low self-worth mindsets, low value, low self-worth actions. So they don't have receiving energy when it comes to love, when it comes to abundance, even when it comes to money, right? They, they, they're not receivers. And the feminine is the receiving. So when you have these receiving blocks and you're not able to receive love, that means you're not able to show up in love abundance. That means you're not able to let new men in. That means you're stuck on a type that's not working for you. You're not able to change and adapt to a different type. Sierra had to change her type. Megan had to change her type. Serena had to change her type. Now that type isn't just about physical. The type is about values, attraction, and energy and alignment. Okay, but you can't change those things if you haven't started working on other aspects of yourself. It's a process. Okay, but in order to receive a love like you never had, you have to remove those blocks, those hard blocks that you currently have that's causing friction, it's causing a wall. You're operating out of fear and out of abundance. You're blocking instead of receiving. You're doing and giving instead of receiving. And that is causing a major, major issue in you being able to, you're asking God or the universe, however you refer to, for, you know, a marriage or for a relationship or for a partnership, but you have all these other receiving blocks that's blocking your heart from being able to be open and to receive the type of man or relationship that you want. You don't even believe that it's possible. You don't even believe you can have it. You don't feel worthy of it. You're fearful of it. You're fearful of trusting. You're fearful of making a bad decision. You're fearful of committing to the wrong man. You're fearful of being vulnerable. You have all these blocks. And you have to be open-hearted. You have to be open to receiving. And there are exercises that you can do. There are different things that you have to shift in order to become more of a receiver. But most importantly, you have to have a receiver's mindset. You have to have a captivating queen's mindset. Okay, so let's let's stop the wounded princess energy and let's turn into captivating queens who are able to receive. Okay, so here's one thing that I want you to do, right? To start opening up your receiving energy. I want you to write this down. I want you to do this tonight, settled in or if you're at your desk, I want you to do this. But the one thing I want you to do in order to start taking accountability and open up your receiving energy, I want you to think about either your past lovers, your past courtships, your past experiences, your past relationships, whatever. And I want you to list out all of the good qualities 
that you find yourself consistently attracting in men. A lot of times when we're in a space when we're not being accountable or we're having a hard time with receiving, or if we're in a space of distrust and fear, we're so focused on the negative, the bad experiences, the bad choices we've made, the the bad men, the way we were mistreated, the things we didn't get, all of this, right? But I want you to list out all the good qualities that these past lovers had. Even if you just talk to them for two or three days, which you thought they were really good guys, I want you to focus on what are the good traits that you easily call in, the good traits that you easily attract over and over and over again. Because I can bet you there are some patterns that you currently possess that are actually attracting good men or good experiences over and over and over again. There are some similarities in the types of men that you attract in good ways and in bad ways. But for right now, I just want us to focus in on the good. And I want you to list out between five to 10 traits that you find that you easily attracted men, the good things. And I want you to just align with that. I want you to just receive that. Receive that you are capable of attracting those things and those aspects and those qualities. That those things come easy for you and you don't have blocks around attracting men with those traits. And if you did it once, you can do it again. But it's just going to require you to be more accountable, more aligned, have more intention, and be more ready to receive. Okay? So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I thought this was a fun episode, just talking about those three women and how those girl bosses went from failed lovers to dream relationships. And I want this for you too. So make sure that you go to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply and apply to join the spring session for the Captivating Courtship Code Group Coaching Program during our Captivating Month. And I'm super, super excited to uh, meet you and to speak with the women who are open and ready to have more accountability, alignment, intention, and be more receptive of their love life this year. So I'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. This is RJ here, your relationship coach and host of the Courtship Code podcast. And I am here to tell you that doors to the Captivating Courtship Code group coaching program are now open. This is the coaching program for you. If you are ready and determined to go from anxious and uncertain in your love life and learn how to navigate courtship with confidence so that you can attract a committed relationship using my proven six-step process. Now, this is going to be perfect for you if you are a busy professional woman who doesn't have any more time to waste and you are ready to stop trying to figure out things on your own. Or if you are a divorced woman who is ready to break past her past, and this will also be a good program for you. If you are a woman who is over the age of 30 and you are ready to discover and attract first time love, if any of this relates to you, then it's time for you to book a captivating session so that you can see if this program is going to be the perfect fit and opportunity for you. Doors close to the program April 1st. Just go to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply and complete the application, book your call, and then take the red flag assessment. This is a bonus assessment that we send to everyone to make sure that you are clear on your red flags and where you need help right now. Doors to the program close April 1st. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life right now. Go to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply. If you've enjoyed this episode, 
then make sure you share it with family, friends, or any of your peers who may benefit from listening to the Courtship Code podcast. I'll be back next week with more tips to help you level up your love life. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. And until then, stay on code.